well, my favorite thing about podcasting people, which you have done through this podcast you did for a little time, is just people are full of layers, right? Like, yeah. we're just multidimensional beings, which is why we're in this field that we're in, because we learned layer upon layer of ourselves. We're healing ourselves, and we get to explore that with podcasts. And I feel like you're totally that person. You have layers, Ethan. Yeah. And I'm so excited to get to know you through this. <laughs> I'm Emily Schramm, the ultimate meathead hippie. Welcome to the show. Aloha, and thank you for coming back to Meathead Hippie or joining us for the first time. I'm your host, Emily Schramm, and I am so grateful for this van. If you missed the last couple episodes, I have taken Meathead Hippie on the road and now I have a Meathead Hippie mobile. I don't quite have a official name for her yet, but it is so fun to be in van life. Way more fun than I thought. Like I knew it would be fun, but you just don't know until you do and now you do and then you're like, holy shit, this is so rad. So so stoked about that. Griff is handling the drives quite well. I'm very impressed with his ability to be so mobile as a mobile cat, which is kind of rare to find. So thank you, Gryffindor Hemingway. And I just am loving the interviews that are happening. There's lots in store for you about conversation around food and wellness and nutrition. But today is focused on plants versus pills and this is a big conversation that I was just so grateful to have with Ethan. Ethan owns Mind Right Wellness which is a store right in Columbia, Missouri right by the last podcast I had with Nourish Cafe and Market and Ethan Jones just opens up so much about his story with addiction and his story with how Kratom, this plant that we'll talk about, Kratom, saved his life and I've been really drawn to Kratom or Kratom because I was in Thailand for a month earlier this year and it is everywhere. It is abundant and I actually ended up getting a surgery on my foot in Thailand where I got nine stitches. It was like a very intense surgery. Like I opted for it because I wanted to get this thing removed. (laughs) I didn't know really what it would entail. I'm not an advocate for any medication over the counter even though there's places and times and spaces for it. I myself don't take ibuprofen. I don't take Advil. I don't take anything over the counter. And when they offered just an abundance of pain pills, it was like, wow, this is why we have problems, not just in the United States, but everywhere. And as soon as I got home, as like the shot that they gave me in my foot to numb it out started to wear off, I was like, oh, okay, I understand. why they gave me pain pills. But then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, delivered to the house, to the bungalow, was this giant Kratom plant. Because that is what Kratom is for, for pain relief, for many other uses. But in that moment, Kratom found me and it was so wonderful to have this really intense, intimate experience with a plant, which is how you get to know a plant, right? You pick a plant and you get to know it by using kind of your own observations, your own senses, your own experience to try to understand what it's teaching you, what it's good for, how it is good for you. Is it right for you? How do you feel with it? And not all plants do do this with, but I highly recommend it for something that you're curious about and Kratom being something that Ethan talks about being kind of a quote, dirty plant and popping up in these 
weird, quirky head shops. How do we make sure we have the respect and reverence for this plant in every way possible? So we get into a lot of that, the conversation about uh, a lot of opioid addiction, which is only increasing and our dependency on pills and also just the power and, you know, empowerment that it takes the curiosity for us to do our own research and be our own healers is all kind of weaved into this conversation. He's just such a wonderful human with such a good soul, good spirit, just sharing the goodness of plants. And I was so honored to be able to talk with him. A quick bio, Mind Right Herbals is a locally owned and operated company ran by Ethan Jones and his wife, Brittany in Columbia, Missouri. Ethan has been in the service and health industry for over eight years, helping hundreds of people intimately with fitness, nutrition, herbal supplementation. And they are just really doing the work at this little cute shop that I was just like, I have to go in here. I have to understand more about Kratom. Why is it so controversial? And what is needed for me to understand that I don't understand about it so I can make my own educated choices about this plant and how to use it and how to help other people if they're struggling with anything that Kratom helps with. Is this right for them? So I hope you enjoy this conversation. Follow along on uh, Instagram at Emily Schramm if you are looking for some van life adventures and seeing what I'm up to. And then just a huge thank you to my sponsors. So Equip Protein, which has been such a, a bioavailable source of protein on the road. It is a very bullshit-free, clean company, period. It's so clean. It's so great. Equipfoods.com slash M-E-M, and you're going to get the 15% off from Meathead Hippie. And then my sponsor, Element. These are these just so delicious. They're like crack electrolytes. L-M-N-T, dot com slash meathead hippie will get you 15% off. I have them every day. They keep you hydrated. Most of us aren't hydrated. So do the work, stay hydrated, take your electrolytes. And thank you for being a listener of Meathead Hippie. Enjoy the show. You're helping people heal through this store, through your plants, through the plants. Uh, it just, again, was a serendipitous happenstance that came into your store and also had just had this deep experience with Kratom, Uh which is such a healing plant for you. Yes. And so just really quickly, you had a podcast. What was it called? Yeah. So all of that goes back to layers, right? You know, layers is fascinating because that's just kind of how life happens. Yeah. We call it time, you know, layers, whatever. It just kind of builds, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know. Uh, through experiences, whatever you go through, you know. Um, and so the podcast, Real Life America, is just really was something that I was going to do because I love people. And I have been around people for a long time. You know, I've been in retail, helping people with health, general nutrition, um, my whole life. And so I've been able to be open to so many kinds of different types of people, I've understood just kind of the reality of how things are, Um, but even deeper than just like helping people with product and supplements and everything, uh, to the topic of Kratom and kind of why we're even here at MindRite and why this even exists, um, because this is far different than just general supplement use. This is in your common supplement kind of place. Yeah, it's not you're going to be your... 
your your generic um, supplement that you're fine, you know, at Whole Foods, and and that's why. I had to do what I do. It's not easy. It's kratom is very a a for a long time here in the states a dirty thing almost, yeah. you know. Yeah. And that itself is a long story I could go for days about. Um, but just to understand it in a more of a personal sense, when I was young, it had been about I guess about ten years ago when I was like seventeen. I had a surgery. I was an athlete, knee surgery, tore a couple ligaments, got on the painkiller, didn't know anything about anything. So before I knew it, and then also coupled with a lot of life things that were going on, uh, I was a common story of addiction, you know? And I was in pain physical, truly. But I was also in a lot of other pain, you know, that I at that time didn't understand, you know, as a kid in small towns, you know, how things can be. Um, and so that was a very scary moment and just a, a, a good chunk of my life. Of, right. It was like four or five years of just a lot of neglect, abuse to everyone, everything, myself, yeah. you know. And that's just kind of what drugs do to people, you know. Um, they're kind of designed to do that kind of stuff, you know. Um, it's a very dangerous game when you're talking that way, you know. So I had a lot of experience with just, like, chronic drug use, like, hard drug use, uh, yeah. you know, which is just, like, more of a lot of that dark side of things that a lot of people don't really know a lot about. Mm -hmm. um, and then also come back from it in a coherent manner, you know. Um, I'm big into healing because I had to figure that out. I had a lot of loved ones who loved me. Um, I started to learn how to love myself, and that was also when I started to get off of, like, hard, just general drugs that change you, you know. Um, and that's kind of where Kratom comes in out of nowhere. Um, it was like a like, weird smoke shop thing for a long time, and it still kind of is because it's everywhere and in smoke shops because these are the places that don't care a lot about the stigma and we could talk about that why there is a stigma to it um but back to the smoke shops these are the places that were just selling cradle it happened for like 10 plus years it's been around for a long time you know um and so it's not an uncommon thing for the people that like understand cradle yeah. it's just really the only place that people been able to provide it or buy it from just due to all these other things um, so I was at the smoke shop and I was also, you know, trying to get on a better path, I yeah. should say. Um, and long story short there, I got suggested to try this green powder up on this wall that would like help, you know? And so I was like, why not? Cause I have not a lot to lose. I'm like, you know, 19, 20 years old, like going nowhere, going to die. Like, that's just what that's just where that goes, you know? Uh, and I think a lot of addiction is just people trying to kill themselves who are afraid to actually just kill themselves. Mm. And so you abuse yourself as if you deserve that every day, every day, every day, and hopes that maybe either somehow you'd be saved or you just die, you know? Wow. And it's a very sad thing. It's a very hurt, dark place for people to be, yeah. you know? And those things just keep you down there. But I found Kratom, and Kratom was something that was 
okay, I was like, whatever, I'll try it, and I tried it, and I was really surprised, because here in the States, we have an incredible opiate addiction issue, right, like, we, we know this, this yeah. is statistical facts, you know, it's only, uh, worse. it's only getting worse, and they're only getting stronger, you know, right. uh, which is a whole nother co- topic that we'll talk about when we call, t- just talk about mind, right, you know, yeah. um, but I experienced it for myself, so I was like, wow, this is a leaf that is able to take away my sickness that I'm going through because I don't want to be on anything, right? Like, it's not the point. Nobody really does, like, if you talk to anybody in that world. Uh, it's just the pain that you're going through is just insane, and we don't know shit in the medical community on on how to help that, you know, uh, but you know, the people that do the people on drugs, <laughs> you know, uh, and we can figure out solutions if we work together and if we take it seriously and like organize things. And that's what the whole Kratom community has been about for the, like the last like eight to 10 years, like heavily the last five, we've really been trying to organize behind getting Kratom into being presented to people in a way that doesn't look as dirty um, and and as limited, you know, yeah. um, because it has the ability to help people in, in many different ways besides just chronic pain people or people addicted to, like, opiates, you know. It's yeah. a very beautiful plant and has been used forever, you know. Yeah. And so just understanding the history behind it, getting it away from the stigma that's been attached to it and the reason why the stigma is attached to to it i would love to go ahead and get into there so that was kind of an overview on why i even messed with kratom it it got me it came it found you it found me and it gave me life and also with that i knew and saw opportunity with the plant simply because i understood the the future of what this plant holds i know what it can do and and where it's at right now and where it can be you know for the better you know not for self-gain but for the betterment of everybody for my buddies so i don't lose another friend you know and that's not a joke anymore when you're talking about life or death this isn't a money thing anymore it's a personal thing and so I took that responsibility upon myself to start a consistent import of quality Kratom product. That's the key. People need consistency. They need trust, just as anybody would. I needed that for myself, so I didn't want that to be jeopardized, right, from somebody else's control. That's just kind of who I am. I guess that's just what I am. Um, but I know if I can gatekeep that, I'll do it in a right way because I knew how meaningful it was for me. So I know what it can be for other people and I could provide that experience. And so the reason why it was such this weird thing and the reason why I needed to really kind of go hard to protect it to the point that I actually started my own Kratom company (laughs) was because back in 2018, the FDA tried to make Kratom actual schedule one drug. Wow. Yeah, did you know that? No, really. Put it in a category. Oh yeah, like crack, heroin. Are you kidding me? Yes, marijuana, (laughs) which is a Schedule One drug. Yeah. Oh yeah. So meaning it has no medicinal benefits, right? And only potential for abuse. Wow. That's what they were going to try to consider kratom, all false science, 
just as they normally do. They truly, the FDA truly believed that no one knew enough about Kratom, that there wasn't enough people, that these were just junky people that couldn't understand Kratom, that couldn't save Kratom. It was a big F you to everyone who, who loves Kratom, to the whole Kratom community. And that's what they try to do. They try to present this as if this is a Schedule One drug, right? So, which is probably backed by the fact that this is, you know, pharmaceuticals don't want people to understand. That's a. It's that like, should already be a common thought. Yeah. We already know yeah, this. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. And that's the only driving factor behind all of that. And that goes. That's already been flushed out, proven. We don't even need to try to understand that because that's just how it is. Because yeah. that's the depth of what kratom can be for people. Yeah. It's a medicine if you use it right, understand it, and respect it. And that's what we do here at Mind Right. Is we do that. We teach people that. Um, wow. But yes, they try to <laughs> present this as a Schedule One drug, which is crazy, right? So, which means, I mean, instantly, if that would have happened, I would be considered like a narcotic. Drug lord, like I mean, if I had what? Like holy hell! Like I, that could put me away for life. Wow! I would be up with these dudes. What year was this? 2018. Holy shit! Yeah, this shit. is when I was just started mind right up. I just started it. Mm-hmm. I knew there was a lot of like controversy with it, right? I knew it. I knew what I was getting into. But I'm that kind of guy that likes that kind of shit, you know. And I know what I'm standing for, and yeah. so I'm gonna stand for what's right. And and again, if you've ever lost someone that you love. Mm-hmm. You don't give a fuck. Nope. Period. Nope. <laughs> and so that's how that goes. Um, and so I didn't really need anybody to tell me nothing. So I wasn't scared. However, I tell you what, they will and have made things absolutely the hardest, the hardest for anyone to continue to create them company, even though they failed at making it illegal. So back 2018, when they presented this piece of legislation, I had to go to the Kratom, or I had to go to the Capitol in Jeff City with a bunch of people that I helped with Kratom um, at that time. And I just got started helping people, and there are people showing up already because it's like, this changed my life. Like, yeah. the Kratom hearing, that pe- the amount of people that showed up for the Kratom hearing at that time was two times the amount of people that showed up than for the legalization of cannabis at that time. Right? Like, wow. they're so like, you, what you the know, hell? Where know. is all this? You know, like, and it wasn't even just me. There's there's this dude that came straight up, drove all the way from Kansas City. This dude drove all the way from Kansas City just to show up, his, show his face for two hours because he had a, and he was like, well, this is taking a lot longer than I expected. He had to drive all the way back because he had to work night shift. Wow. That's how much he loves Kratom. That's how much it saved his life. That's how much these people are forgotten. You're going to get me emotional because I'm going to get emotional. I'm going to get myself emotional because these people matter. I mattered at that time, you know. And if I didn't love myself enough, you know, that if I wasn't blessed well enough through just being able to rebuild myself through exercise, peace, love, all this stuff. like, But if I didn't have that option to just get that ability, you know, I would be dead right now. And so many others would be too. And so it's like when we're talking about this subject of Kratom, you're going to hurt people deeply when you try to attack it because now you're attacking their own life. And that's fucked up. (laughs) Over a plant, right? Right. So it's like we're we're really skewing our, our moral lines here when we try to make this a thing of an issue. 
And that's what we had to present. That's what we had to show because at this time we were getting hit with all this bullshit science that they were trying to fabricate that has now also, again, been flushed out. Thank God to uh, Dr. McGurdy uh, um, down in the University of Florida. They got granted like $4 million um, to full-on go into Kratom, do actual all kinds of different studies. They did all kinds of different between addiction, the actual ability for pain, presented science that saved Kratom. Wow. Um, because we haven't even got to the tip top of this yet. I'm excited. Okay. I'm ready. We haven't even got to the tip top. We, boom, shut that down in 2018. Everything's cool, right? Yeah. Like, you all right. Open your shop. It's legal. For, it's legal. Yeah. You know, we, we're still alive. Kratom's still alive. It's still operable. Right. Mm -hmm. Meaning if I sell you Kratom, I'm not a criminal. However, now because of the pressure that was presented from the government to establishments such as banks, it was never an issue like for 10 years before. Never. No one cared. You could take PayPal payment for Kratom. Now it's being regulated like almost like it was going to be presented. They're already starting this as if it was a Schedule One drug, right? So now you're blacklisted. So you can't take, like, you know how many people be like, well, why can't you just take Square Pay? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You know what I mean? I thought about that. You know? Yeah, like, my goodness. Um, however, you can't, right? You, so you have to do There it. is no one in, available. We'll get to that. No one available at this time that will take your actual payment because it's technically a high risk business. Even though it's legal, this would be considered like if you're like a porn shop or something or like a dispensary. Like people, it's a cash only business or you can write a check, right? So I was only an online business at this time. So I just get started and the only way people are able to pay me from 2018 to January of this year was an e-check. Do you know what an e-check is? Oh my God, are you serious? An online check. <laughs> yeah. So people, I had to build my whole business off fucking e-checks because <laughs> that's the only thing that was available. And you got to understand too that these people are predators in the, like the, the e-commerce world. Like, because anything that becomes high risk, now they can like, hey, I name my price. Like, oh, you want to run this transaction? Well, I'm going to take like 20% now. You know what I mean? So you're really, you're not making any money. You're just presenting a service. Like you're just keeping it you're alive. You're keeping the cause. You're just, you, yeah, you know, you're, you're, you're keeping fighting. the dream alive. Yes. Like, and you're, and also you have a lot of people that you're responsible for now, you know? Right. Yeah, a lot of people right. that appreciate your product and need your product too. So you're like, shit, this sucks. But also really hard to grow because when you're already, you know, somebody types in and Google's, Kratom, you're like, well, this is like heroin now. Cool. And I could talk about that. Um, and that is what I want to talk about yeah, too. Like yeah. if somebody's Googling it. Why you're reading these things. Right, and right. I will say that and I'll tell you why. And it all, again, stems back to kind of the re the regulations that they put on it. So they couldn't really make it an illegal drug, right? And I'll tell you why. But so instead of making it a legal drug, they put all these restrictions. So people just like almost give up to the point you can't sell it anymore mm -hmm. or you can't import the product, even though it's legal. They'll just seize everything. Wow. I had so many thousands and thousands of dollars of credit just whoop, whoop, gone, like whoop, gone, just, just going. Yeah, I, especially when I just got started, when I had no money. I mean, I started this with straight 500 bucks in my spare bedroom kind of deal. You know what I'm saying? Like 
every little bit counted and whenever I got my first shipment just gone no question I mean it about I mean I was about I was about done for you know and that goes a whole nother conversation there um but yeah so for the longest time it was only e-check and that's all you could do that's the only way people could pay so the whole kratom industry almost died and all the way till about 2021 like I was saying December 2021 January 2022 that was a big game changer in the the world of the just regulation for creating the way we even looked at it in the and here's why okay here's the story behind that like i said we haven't really reached the tip back in 2018 so we've been kind of the creating worlds we've been trying to like push it together you know just like make it as official as possible for the last few years just not really knowing what's going to happen like you know they they failed at scheduling it but now that but we're still like in this weird spot you know there's a few states that it is schedule one drug like alabama and like arkansas and stuff like but in december the fda presented with the world health organization at a national or at a world scale right anyone who is a part of the world health organization would now have to adopt anything that they present would make kratom again a schedule one harmful substance so they couldn't do it at a federal level so now they have to go at a international stage level you know because we shut that down like the voices of kratom kill anything that they try to do here federally you know throughout america like that was on lock like we got organized we had you know actual um lobbyists we you know were organized you know we were in a community we're an association american kratom association uh, however when they came at it back with the world health organization we're like holy crap like this is a world stage you know and they grouped it in with like these synthetics all these synthetic um like finibit and like all these other nootropic things that aren't even you know like derived it's not even a plant, right? And so, like, they presented it in a way that was was, was not giving it the respect in, that it really needed. And so, in hopes that this would just, yeah, go. And then here we are now, you know. Um, however, again, thanks to just the true science of what Kratom is and that the people who are passionate for Kratom stood up for and the amount of signatures, I mean, hundreds of thousands. I mean, people... People cried up. about this, you know, and I mean, people showed the fuck up for Kratom. Um, and so that got shut down. So here we are now in the Kratom world with a little bit more love and understanding. And I do believe it's kind of in those stages of kind of like the baby CBD world back in like the 2014, 2015-ish, you know. Um, and so why is Kratom a controversy? Like, why the fuck do people even care, right? Like, so kratom's literally a tree leaf, as you saw. A it's a plant. fucking beautiful. I, you wanna see something? You have a tattoo. Oh, that's the that's, that's it. the that's, that's the tattoo. It. That's Look at that gorgeous. shit. It is a beautiful. I love yeah. how it is so defined. The veins are so defined. It's yep. like the plant represents what it is in life. You know? It knows what it is. It knows what it, it is. knows. It's it wow. knows its superiority, and its lesson I'll it has. Oh yeah, it's fucking cool. Um, and it's actually from a tree I grew at my house. That tree, that's Moses. 
that leaf that's framed yes that's the one i have left that's a sad story left for a week had my neighbor watch it she killed it no i'm gonna talk about it right now (laughs) yes it's a beautiful tree and they are beautiful trees they're native and they in their native area you know southeast asia people respect it's never become an issue it's never even become a thing like it was at one time and that the history on kratom is incredible and i would love to talk about that when we have another hour plus you know because i just it's war on drugs is fascinating to me because i've been on the drugs that we were told to be on and about it, it was killing me. i died i felt like i died you know and many people have died and the drugs that we can't be on are healing us right like in lots of ways mm-hmm. in ways we can't even understand it's in the layers right yeah, the layers, the layers. Yeah. and so back to the leaf the reason why the leaf uh, is such an issue is because there's alkaloids in, in lots of plants right and that's just plants have alkaloids heroin morphine you know codeine these are all alkaloids like traditional painkillers that we know today that we get scared of right mm-hmm. all derived from something you know besides I'm sure people know and heard of fentanyl, yeah. a totally synthetically derived opiate, which opioid, which is a whole nother classification, a whole nother ball game. So I think when we get to talking about just the scary stuff, people have to understand what we're even talking about. And that's why I'm saying this is yes. because um, we have to know what these even are, like the constituents of, the, and sometimes I may not say the exact word, you know, um, however, the gist of what I'm saying is very accurate and right. Um, and and the reason why Kratom shouldn't be something that is looked at as, as scary is just because of the way it functions as a whole. What we've done today with science and profiteering was, so have you ever seen a poppy? You know, the yes. beautiful poppies, beautiful, beautiful things. So cool. They're beautiful. Yes. What we like to do, we lance the sides, right? And it has latex that drips. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen people do that? No. Mm-mm. I've only seen it grow. So, and which is illegal to do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you want to know why? It's because that latex found within that is the opium. You know, wait, have, do you watch Game of Thrones? Oh, I love Did Game of Thrones. Did you watch Thrones. House of Dragons? Yes. Last night's new episode. I haven't watched okay, it yet. Don't ruin it. My, my wife would kill it. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, we will. We'll okay. watch it tonight. Okay. Yeah, she's about to leave for a trip. We watch it tonight. So, okay. but that's but yes, people have been using opium for centuries. Like that is what thing. That's what literally fortunes have been built on. Countries have been brought down. I mean, empires have been changed from opium trades. So opium has never been anything that's not new, right? So again, what are these things? Opium is just a little latex that drips from the poppy. You know, you collect that, you dry it. What is in that? Why do people want that? Well, when you smoke it, it has those alkaloids in it, which are opiates, opioids, right? The alkaloids that bind to our opiate receptors, it's pleasurable, feel good, all of that's like really, really nice. Has pain relief effects. However, certain alkaloids bind differently to br- your brain receptor, the opiate receptor, than others. Okay, you know, like, whoa, you know, there's there's differences, right? And so, like morphine, beautiful structure, attaches 
incredibly to our opiate receptors, like lock and key mechanisms, right? Like just absolutely, I love you, you know, and it fits well and yeah. it works well. Okay. Well, oh, you know, at science and maybe at one time, maybe meant well, who knows? I don't know. But we like to take that single alkaloid, boop, isolate it, right? Because yeah. we could standardize it with chemistry. And now we can patent that into a drug, morphine. So it's just a single alkaloid derived from a, a poppy plant, right? And so it has to start with a raw good. You derive these through chemistry, through extraction methods. You standardize it, and now you can have a drug. And then it just pop, 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 right? And then you can hold that patent and control that patent for however long it lasts. Yeah. And that's a money-making deal, right? Yeah. However, we're forgetting, like, maybe that poppy plant didn't necessarily want you to use that yes. by itself, yes. right? There's more to the There's plant. a lot more to it. It's yeah. called full spectrum, right? And so that is kind of what we're talking about in what we think of of opiates today, right? Like, that is just what we think of those pills. They're dangerous. They are dangerous. You know why? Because... They're so perfectly matched to our receptors that they create that incredible dependency, that withdrawal that literally can kill you, that will drive people to ruin their lives, their families, reject their kids to the point that they will put a needle in their arm and kill themselves. This is how cr incredibly crazy strong these things are. And then now we get to talking about what fentanyl is. Again, what we just talked about was just old school traditional opiates. Heroin's a combination of, of different alkaloids together. And that's just kind of what heroin was. That's what it was presented. Bayer created heroin. You know, bear. Yeah. Yeah, like bear. your Tylenol. Yes, they like bear. Bear, yeah. That, they were the first ones to ever. B-A-Y-E-R. Yes, yeah. yeah. They created heroin. Wow. Heroin isn't like just a single thing. It's a Collection it's a, it's a drug. Yeah, exactly. That, that was a thing yeah. that they brought to market. Damn. And then when that became an issue, then they created Tylenol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they created billions. They made billions on literally getting people addicted to heroin. This is how everything even started. It's a crazy thing. Thank you for talking through the history of this. I really and that goes even this. deeper. That goes oh, so man. far, my friend. Oh my gosh! Like, and I can get, sometimes even get in circles. I have a really good podcast that I did do. If I can reference that yes, in it, like, because it. it's yes. like an hour and a half long with my buddy, uh, buddies down in Jeff City, and I go hard onto the history yes, of it. Yeah, it. and that would be the best way so I don't just, you know, talk your ear off on all of that. <laughs> I just know I'm really It is really yeah, interesting. Everyone needs to know It's this. fascinating as hell if you want to know more about drugs and the way they work, you know. Yeah. Um, and then also, like, just how beautiful and awesome Kratom is. So, back to kind of what we were talking about. We Okay. So, bear made more heroin. heroin and, and so then fentanyl. Oh, fentanyl. So back so to kind of how these things are and how they work and what they're doing. Um, yeah, so what we were talking about earlier is an actual substance that's derived from a natural plant, right? I mean, morphine, all these things are a natural occurring alkaloid. Like, so they have thresholds. They can only go so far. What do we like to do? You know, in the 60s, we created fentanyl that was just made for, like, general, like, like heavy, like, cancer patients that are literally dying or major surgeries because this is a synthetically derived opioid that's not derived from actual 
poppy or any kind of plant. This is just chemically, fully, synthetically derived that hits this receptor, binds nearly, it's like 100 times more efficiently than heroin itself. Yeah, so you can understand why people are like literally dying off just like anything off, you know, that's why we have a fentanyl issue, you know, Uh, but it's also so cheaply made, right? Like if you don't have to derive from actual product, yes, actual, uh, what should I say, Um, like a a source, if you don't have to have a source and you can just literally make it it, with chemical lab, I mean, wow, okay, the margins have increased, the variability of all these products have dramatically changed. Out here on the street, it's disgusting. And I'm not disconnected from the street ever. I mean, even though I've been clean for so long, I am in here helping people all day, every day, getting their life, putting it back together. And I know the progression of what drugs are now. You know, I have a buddy right now, he's hit like three months clean, totally off fentanyl, with kratom in my can and cannabis, I've taught him how to get clean with just kratom and cannabis. Like any day on kratom and cannabis for this guy is a miracle. He's three days in, and you could see the glow in his face again. His wife is so thankful he's getting her man back, you know, because he's not a bad dude. He's a fucking great guy. It's just he's been hurt, you know. And when that shit hits you, a lot of times you most every time you can't get out of that. So the reason why Kratom ever did become a, a thing or an issue is, again, back to talking about alkaloids. So plants have alkaloids. But within Kratom, there's alkaloids, and there's one mitragynine that is structurally similar to what like morphine's like, right? Very similar. However, when you test these, these products like on the shelf that I have, you know, uh, that alkaloid, that mitragynine level, is less than like two percent of the actual plant material. So let's say like you're taking a gram of the 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 powder, as most people would, you know, a gram or two, you know, for a serving. Uh, not even two percent of that one gram of that plant material is that single alkaloid, right? So very very small amount is the alkaloid that does a lot of what kratom provides, which is the part psychoactivity to it, the pain relief effects of it, um, the general mood benefits. However, there's 40 plus other alkaloids that's one, regulating how that also, that single alkaloid will bind with our opiate receptor because it can work on that same receptor just without the binding effects as like a true narcotic, right? So that's the beauty of Kratom. That's, Mm -hmm. That's the big issue on Kratom, right? Because it can work on those receptors that we have made billions and billions and billions of dollars and killed tons and tons and tons of people on. Because you fucking overdose and die. That's how these narcotics... Oh my God, it's just the the devil, period. We know what we did. We knew what we were doing. That's not unclear, period. And I don't feel bad about saying that because people have to stop giving a fuck. Because people are dying. Yeah, it's an issue. And until it hits you or someone you love, you won't care, right? And you won't understand. And that's okay. But that's just why we do what we do, you know? That's why Kratom is beautiful because it can take and work on that receptor without the, the ability to kill you. It, you can't overdose on Kratom. There's no respiratory depression. Actually, do you know how overdoses work? So an well, o- I, I mean, I can assume my... 
you right. have an idea, what, right, yeah. of what overdoses are. People kind of have these one-off ideas of how they even are. You actually just stop breathing. Wow. That's literally all you do. It's not this like, ah, oh, ah, yeah, uh, like thing. It's like you go to sleep and you don't wake up. Wow. It's fucking crazy. And so that's respiratory, respiratory depression. Wow. You stop breathing. That's how deep these opiates work. That's when it binds so heavily and you take too much and you don't really know or you don't have the tolerance for how much you did take. So your autonomic nervous system and your autonomic systems gone. are... Gone. You're done. Wow. There's nothing working no more. Wow. Gone. You stop breathing. Bye. Overdose. Wow. Happening all over the place, everywhere you go. Doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, black, white, brown. They don't give a fuck. You're dead. And that's how these things are. And so Kratom has that ability to work on that similar receptor without that ability to bind so heavily to the point that, one, you die. But two, like, let's say you don't take Kratom for a day. It's not going to shoot you through a withdrawal symptom to the point that you are, you know, shitting down your leg and hyperventilating and sweating profusely. Like, it sounds like these are insane symptoms, but this is actually what withdrawal symptoms are. That's the reality of it. And it's more painful than anything you could ever even imagine. Like, millions, millions of times of just just savage, confusing pain. And that's just what your body is. Did you know actual how deep opiates go within us, the addiction? It's fascinating. Opiates have the ability to actually change our DNA makeup. Opiates have the ability to express chromosomes and change chromosomes to want opiates more. That's the actual, when we talked about the physiological addiction now, that's what we're, we're talking at a cellular level, at your DNA, your genetic makeup is now addicted to opiates and that's that's how they work so when you're just telling somebody to just stop (laughs) say no to drugs they can't physically do that their body has actually turned off its ability to even produce serotonin it doesn't have that ability genetically or not genetically but for the reasons why it has been changed is because of the opiates and so we need to figure out how to mitigate that time period to where people can adjust back to normal life i mean you ever talk to somebody who's been a hardcore drug addict years they have they have long-term damage from that and that's this is why we're talking about it's not like you just get over those things you know but first, it's the physical aspect of it. We have to figure out how we can get through those parts, you know. Um, and that's one thing that Kratom can do for people. It can slide in and mitigate those symptoms to the point that they can, over time, change their habits, lifestyle, and everything else that's turned them into the addict of where they're at today. You know what I mean? It's a much bigger thing and it's just a tool you know what I mean it's a bridge and that's where people have to know how to use it know about it and and respect it and that's something we do and help people with um and a lot and very lots of people period um and so that's interesting 
But again, that's really what it was for for so long, but that's not necessarily what it is for everything and everyone. That's not what it has to be. And that's what I understand and recognize as well. I know that's been for me and so many other people, but this is also something that a lot of people appreciate who are also, you know, maybe they're not addicted to straight narcotics, right? Uh, because again, mine right has that pain relief ability, you know, has all these benefits similar to kind of what narcotics can have just without ruining your life, right? Uh, but also with a lot less side effects and a lot less uh, toxicity when used properly than like you're just general ibuprofen user, you know? <laughs> like people are sliding those suckers back like, like freaking no candies, you know? Yeah. And you could get them cheap as shit, you know? There's really not a lot of regulation on those things. Like nobody knows what really is it, you know? Like, and they're just, I mean, they just eat you from in, inside. Like we have so many people with ulcers and all kinds of crazy GI issues and they don't know why. And they're, oh my God. And this is literally a drug. Like this is something all the time, all the time, you know, and like people just think of it as what they should do Mm -hmm. as the first sleigh of hand. And it blows my mind. And so it's been educating people with other options, you know. Um, you know, there's a lot of students in town that love to have the ability to, because different kinds of kratom, the different ages of the way it's processed or the way it's um, dried, um, you, you can have like red to green to white yes. veins, you know, they can do different things, like some more stimulating, some more sedative. A lot of these stressed students really appreciate like a good red vein and just kind of chill out. That's what I had last night. Yes, to sleep yeah. a little bit better. You know, I have so many people that's been on Ambien and all these sleep medications for so long and they're like going crazy because they can't sleep anymore even. You know what I mean? Because it sent them into a weird state of just life, you know? And so, and then I also have so many people that are, you know, the Adderall people or just, you know, I'm not saying that this is a medication and it can heal anything, you know? However, what I do know is is experience and what it's done for people and what i'm simply saying it helps people in so many different ways and it all comes down to understanding how to use it in small servings it can have great little stimulant benefits very social help a lot with focus like if you got a ton of work you got to get done i love a little bit of kratom before that you know what i mean if i got my whole to-do list to get done and i'd be rocking and rolling that you know just a little bit goes a long way and any because you do a good job explaining the red the yellow the green because yep. it is the stages of life like, yeah fresh is green so it's going to be like full of life it's and, so different yeah. the way they just generally feel you know it's like mm-hmm. i wouldn't say so different but like they all have their own little personalities I, like i'm a green bang guy it helps me a lot with just general you know anxiety whatever you know everybody's got anxiety and it's just more or less one of those things that helps me just present myself in situations that I'd normally be probably a little bit more awkward or anxious at yeah uh, so but, that's more of a green yeah uh-huh yeah. and but without being too stimulated because I'm already a very stimulated guy you know and so I don't need something that's gotten me so jazzed to the point that I'm like having like weird side effects like you know and i don't like need my appetite cut for 24 hours you know what i mean um and so white vein kind of has like more of like an energizer pre-workout vibe you know what i mean my wife loves that she's very much chill cucumber kind of girl you know what i mean she's like so chill but the white kind of gives her that little uplift vibe that she looks for when she's working maybe a 12-hour day at her shop or something you know um me i just don't need it you know what i mean it's not even my thing and it's just not for me 
but they're for a lot of other people. And so it, it's really about what I've come to learn is about personalities that fit Kratom to people, you know, which is odd. But that's just kind of how so cool. I've t- over time just kind of marketed to the people as people so they have a better experience with it. Oh. You know what I mean? Um, you don't have to get so far into the details where it makes it more confusing. This and is just what works. It, yeah. Yes, it's not like that. Like I've come so far through all of that people don't need to even care and they don't care because they trust what we do and they know what we do here works you know it's proven itself time and time again to where they just they they know you know um and then the red vein like i was saying is again like kind of that little sleepy vibe it really helps a ton of people especially if they're like in pain when they sleep a lot of people i do you know um i guess to talk a little bit about myself you know please I have Lyme disease. <laughs> I've had, had Lyme disease for over four years, um, undiagnosed. I just actually got my diagnosis um, this last July. This has been a big year for you. Oh, it's been fucking crazy. <laughs> it's been wild. So, wow. and you, and I know you don't know me necessarily before all this, but uh, I just posted a video um, of kind of my progress on that shit because it was insane. Do you know much about Lyme disease? Um, I mean. It's, it's nasty, so 